Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Has um, obtained for us, and I just want to continue to, to roll with that this morning. Um, and uh, so I, I started off with the Messianic Scripture. There's quite a few of them in the Old Testament, just predicting Christ's coming. And uh, Isaiah here in Isaiah 35, he, he, he's, he's, he's talking about the, 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 what, was, was to, what was to come, and it was 700 years before it actually came to pass. It's a prophetic announcement. It is a, a promise. It's a prediction. It's a foretelling. It's a declaration of what's to come. And as, as I spoke last time, if this is the cross, he is looking towards the cross, and he says, this is going to happen. This is, this is the promise God has given me to write down and scribe 700 years before it happens. Here at the cross, it happened. Christ did what what, what was was prophesied, and we are standing here looking on this side of the cross saying, we have obtained all this, what was predicted and was prophesied and was announced and what is declared. And, and what I want to ask us as believers is to walk in the fullness of what Christ has called us to walk in it, because he's, he is leaning with anticipation to empower you with the Holy Ghost so you can walk in it and, uh, and declare it and announce it. And I just, so just to remind some of the things he was declaring, because obviously it was a tough day when he was scribing this and tell, foretelling of the things to come. And verse one, it says, even the wilderness and the desert will be glad in those days. Talking about here when, when the cross comes. Be glad. The wastelands will rejoice and, the blo- and, and blossom with the springs of, of, of Croas. Exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, there will be and an abundance of flowers and singing and, and, and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon. And, and Lebanon was uh, this luscious place where they would get timber for all their decorative buildings and stuff, for the temples and all that stuff. It was just a, a known place. It wasn't a, a nation like it was, it's known as today. And, and as, the, the love, as lovely as the Mount Carmel or the plains of Sharon, where we get those, those words in the, in the Song of Solomon, the, sweet, uh, the, the beautiful rose of Sharon. There the Lord will display His glory. Talking about here when Jesus comes and does what He has to do to push back the powers of darkness, to destroy the works of the devil. He says, my glory is going to come and the Lord will display His glory and the splendor of our Lord. With this, with this news, with this news, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have, have weak knees and say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear for your Lord is coming to destroy your enemies and he is coming to save you. And so we stand here with this promise fulfilled. Looking back at Calvary, Calvary did that for us. It announced it and so he's telling us to encourage ourselves in it. The prophetic was fulfilled and we who are here are now walking and have the potential to walk in the fullness of what Christ has, has, um, has made, made a way for us. And with this news, we are to strengthen the aspects of our faith. And we spoke about the, the, the hands. We even got some of the people that never raised their hands in church to raise their hands the last time. Um, with the wave. And that's just to kind of practice to get your hands. And it's just talking about your worship. We need to get our worship 
We need to get our prayer in our knees. It talks about when you in our knees, it talks about prayer. And our hearts, we need to have our, the Word of God. That is what we need to ponder on. Not the rubbish news that we hear all the time. Man, it's, it's, it's just, and you want a dose of depression, just listen to that junk. But listen to the Word of God. When you hear the Word of God, it kind of puts the wind beneath your wings. And here today, I want to just pick up on verses 5 and 6. Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. And when He comes, who's He? The one I spoke about right at this point. And when He comes, He will open the eyes of the blind. He will unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like the deer and those who can't speak will sing for joy. And we saw Jesus do that as he walked the highways and the byways of the nation that, where he was born. He, he did that. He opened the eyes of the blind, the deaf heard, the lame walked, and those that were mute could, could speak. The scriptures were announcing signs and wonders that, that our God was doing. Why strengthen our worship, our prayer, and our hearts is because God wants us to walk in the fullness of signs and wonders. That's what he wants us to do. And it's his nature. It's God's nature to be supernatural. It's God's nature to be supernatural. And he's announced to us in Scripture that we are called to, to, to carry the signs and wonders. And so we, we can't shrink back, church, because there's nobody else God's going to send. It's us. We're there. We're right here on the front lines. So I want to encourage you with the Scriptures today that we would do that because God's nature is supernatural. He just can't be anything else but supernatural. So the first thought I would just want us to understand is God does signs and wonders. God does signs and wonders. And when we were back in Zimbabwe, when um, um, a faith ministry church came there and we joined it, um, the pastors were from America. And uh, the pastor's wife was, was from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the world action singers with Oral Roberts. And so she, you can think of the caliber of worship that could land up on the stage. And so they bring, come back from South Africa with a, a, a little Mickey Mouse sound system and they give it to me. And I don't know what the heck the sound system, I, know I had to work it out. I had to plug it in. I didn't know what a feedback was. I didn't know anything else. And here on the stage, I have the world action singer singing and I don't know a thing about sound. But they had full, yeah, she was Miss Tulsa as well. And she had, they had all the confidence in me and I was messing it up rightly. Absolutely. And so I had to eventually nickname her Signs and Wonders because she'd be giving me signs on stage and I'll be wondering what the heck is she saying. So <laughs> I did improve eventually. You get a few glare looks from her on the stage and you, you straighten up your wheel alignment in a hurry. You go, and there was no Google, there was no YouTube, there was nothing like that back in those days. So I was in the hot seat. Hallelujah. But supernatural signs leave us, you and I, wondering. Because it's just, it's outside of our realm of, of, of understanding. But we need to understand that the God that we serve is the God of signs and wonders. Because medically it can't be explained. Scientifically it can't be explained. Because I was once blind, but now I see. When you see that happening with Jesus mixing mud and putting it in the, in the, in the, in the man born blind. And when you see... Um, time standing still and the, and the guys can't get people onto the moon until they have somebody that went to, went, went to uh, children's church and could learn that there was time in, in the Bible where God stopped the, uh, stopped the sun or he made the, uh, the earth move the other way. They had to work it out to get the right timing for them to, to, to travel to space. It's amazing. And then water coming out of a rock that feeds a million people in the wilderness. 
That's, I mean, there's, there's things, uh, just parting the Red Sea and just allowing everybody through. Um, just signs and wonders. The children of Israel, cloud by day, fire by night, endless amount of food, always manna, quail, signs and wonders because we serve a God of signs and wonders. He's just outside our box. Cannot put him in a box. And a lot of us in our, in our religious upbringing have put God in a box. And I want to today crush the box. Crush the box. Crush the box. It's not going to happen. Because, and so when we try and figure God out, we may learn about Him, we may know a bit about Him, but He's infinite. He's more than we can contain or know or understand. It's like a child saying, what's the largest number, Dad? And you say trillion times trillion, uh, and you go beyond our debt in, the, in America, like 33 trillion, and you know what? <laughs> the number is still more. There is still one more number. No matter what you peg out there with your kids, there's still another number. So we, uh, God is infinite. And here he's interacting with man who is in time, space, and matter. For anything that he does with us is supernatural. And we've got to understand that because we, we contain our little faith level to this little box that God's one plus one equals two. No, no, he's a lot bigger than that. And we need to, we need to we, for us to press into 2023, we're going to have to get our, get, uh, our act on. and Because in Exodus chapter 7 and verse 3, he says, But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders. And he just sent 10 plagues just to totally rattle their cage. In Daniel 4, 3, it says, How great is, is his signs and how powerful is his, his wonders. Daniel knew about that. I mean, the boy is throwing the lion's den. That's when you really want God's power to come, on, come to the scene. It's just amazing. And when they threw his buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the, in, the, in a fire furnace that's seven times hotter, and they don't come out smelling like smoke, you thank God you, he's a supernatural working God, and he's on your side. Here in Acts, in Acts chapter 2, 22, it says, The people of Israel listened, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus and the, the Nazarene by doing powerful, miraculous wonders and signs through him, as you well know. So we see Jesus in, in that position. And then so you're thinking, oh, well, that's Jesus. Of course, he was sent and he had that. But look at, look at verse 43 in, in the same chapter. And a deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. They were laying hankies on the apostles, and they were healed. The shadow was passing sick people and they were being healed. Why? Because we are vessels through which divine favor flows, preventing misfortune in the lives of others. That's why you've got to understand we have this capacity to carry the glory of God, the supernatural of God, but we've got to believe it. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And here, Paul, he writes to the Romans in chapter 15, verse 18, Yet I declare, not boasting about anything except what Christ has done through me, bringing the Gentiles to God, by my message and by the way, the way I worked among them, they were convinced by the power of the, of, of the miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of, God, uh, of God's Spirit. So there he was. And as he was ministering, God confirmed the word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And things happened. I mean, the dead were raised when, when Paul was out there. There, there was so much happening. And so you've got you to just understand it. It's not for them only. It's for us today. And so there's so much lies that are, that, are, that are holding us back and shrinking our faith. And I want to just stir us up today. In Hebrews 2, 4, And God confirmed the, mes the message 
by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. And so he, why does he choose? He chooses anybody that will lean forward in faith. That will step and see somebody's countenance at the checkout register at Walmart and say, are you having a good day? Can I, is there anything I can pray for? Right there. And pray for them. In the parking lot when you're saying hello to some of your friends. Be spiritually aware of your surrounds. Let's be the vessels through which God can touch people's lives. Look out and say, God, can I give an encouraging word? Can I say, I have a now word for these people? People, there, there's no, who else is going to do it if we're not spiritually sensitive to it? And so here we see that because Christ came, we can. And, many, um, and so many as there say that the signs and wonders uh, era has passed away. My problem with that is, God hasn't passed away. So you can say it as much as you like because I still know that he, God's still here. And um, there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on. Because when 10,000 volts hits 20, 20 volts, something's going to give. And it's not the 20 volts, which is us normally time, most of the time. God has not passed away. So the signs and wonders and miracles have not stopped. Scripture says that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, disciples, believers all walked in signs and wonders. And so we need to understand that. Here in Mark 16, verse 17, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Any believers in the house? Can I see your hands? Any believers? Hallelujah. These signs and wonders will, 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 will accompany those that believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to place hands on the sick and they will be healed, not maybe, not if, that they will. So, thank you, Jesus, for coming and releasing that on us. Hallelujah. Cover to cover, you see signs, wonders, and miracles in the Bible. I was just thinking about it, and I said, God, it's just so much you just done. The other thing I want to talk to you about, that God heals spiritually. There's an aspect of us, because we are spiritual beings, church, we can't avoid and, and, and not have, under, have an understanding of our spiritual well-being, and it needs to be, you need to understand that God heals aspects of our spiritual being that need to be healed so that we are whole in the front lines. He does not want us to fail in the front lines. He wants us to succeed, and so He wants, to, wants us to be healed. From those that are unsaved to those that are saved, need healing in the, in the realms of the Spirit. Isaiah 40, 35, that I, that I read those verses, it lists the lame, the, the, de, uh, the blind, the deaf, and the mute. God not only heals naturally, but He heals supernaturally. He's restoring his body to its original condition that he wanted to have right before in the Garden of Eden where he could have fellowship of spirit and soul and body with, with mankind. And he needs to have that restored. And so, when, um, so you can be spiritually lame. I watch people that, that are just lame. They just, just can't get up and do and go and move for, God, for the gospel. Funny thing is Jesus rose from the grave and we can't even get out of bed. Hey, and so you need a quickening. The same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead will come and quicken you. But you can say no. And if you say no, you'll stay in your bed. And that's no good. How about blindness? Man, I've read this. I read the Scriptures and I've read the Scriptures and I'm going through. Um, this is my fourth year now, consecutive, going through the Bible in a year. And I'm still seeing zoom, zoom stuff. Everybody that's new here, zoom, zoom is when you're reading the passage that you've read for a hundred times, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and then suddenly it jumps off the page that I've never seen it that way before. 
and it jumps off the page as it jumped off the page when I did the memorial service uh, on, on, on Friday. And I read it again and it jumped off the page at me again. That we should not perish, but all, we'll all have eternal life. And it just hit me. And I said, man, I've read this thing so many times, Lord. He says, that's my spirit. It will continually work on you and heal you and tweak you and make you strong. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with you, church. And you know, deaf, hearing, but you don't hear. The interesting thing for me, when I preach here, and then I get to talk to with you afterwards, and then you say, man, it's just amazing what you said here, here, and here. And I'm thinking, I don't think I have one of those words in my notes. It's funny how Holy Spirit will take what I say and turn it into what you need to hear. So I can preach anything I want up here and Holy Spirit's going to get you. You're done. And everybody says, I can't share the gospel. I can't share my testimony. Allow the Holy Ghost to loosen your tongue. And then when you watch out, eh, you start saying and you start giving people the now word. And you say, oh, listen, I just, I just remember this from Scripture somewhere. I don't know where it is. I don't know the address. But this is what it says and sets the person free. That's what, and, and you loose your tongue so you can speak. Speak of our good, good God. Speak of His greatness. Speak and announce it to the, to the highways and the byways. Because well, the Bible is a spiritual book written by a spiritual author for us spiritual beings. So there's a lot of stuff that's just going to zoom, zoom off the page and start working through you and helping you and healing you. And you may, it'll be a while sometimes, and then, then eventually God will get you. But here, yeah, the, the unseen realm. So what do you do with this? In this material world that we live in, this Western mindset that we live in, where everything's calculated and reasoned through, and everything has a scientific backing, I am trying to preach to you the unseen things of God. What about the unseen realm? What about the, the spiritual realm? What about that realm that's unfamiliar to you? You want to stay away from it? I want to encourage you, look in the Bible, there is a lot of it, and we want to embrace it and say, God, use me. Use me, Lord, as we go forward like that. Yeah, Elisha's servant wakes up one morning, takes his cup of coffee, steps out of his tent, and he looks, and the, 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 the king of, uh, uh, of Aram's whole troop is surrounded them. The background story is that every time the children of Israel were, had a pla- the, the Iranian uh, troops were going to attack them, the prophet would tell them, and they would be in the wrong place, and their ambushments would fail. And, and the king said, There's, there is a spy amongst you. You keep telling them that the children of Israel are my plan. And they said, no, there's a prophet. He, he's here in the spirit. He, he, can, he knows. And so that's why they surrounded him. But this is what really excited me. And then, and then Elisha prayed. Because obviously the, 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 the servant went back and said, we're in trouble. There's two of us and a whole army out there. And Elisha prayed. And he says, Lord, open his eyes. He's just saw in, the natural, saw in the natural all the troops around him. And here he prays, open your eyes. Let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw the hillside surrounded, that surrounded Elisha, was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Because there's more in this room that's for us than against us. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's important that you see that. There's a fourth dimension that we need to be aware of. In this Western society where one plus one must equal two. Well, I don't know how you're going to uh, reason with it, but there's a realm that is in the unseen realm that's right around us, and it's in our presence. And we've got to just lean forward and say, God, I don't know, but I sense this. And you step into it and watch signs and wonders and miracles start happening through the body of Christ. We've got to do it. 
church. We've got to believe it. And then so here we have the, 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 the Scripture uh, announces the life of the Spirit in Revelations 2.29. Anybody who has ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He's saying to the churches. He's asking us to have spiritual ears. I'm saying certain things and you're living in a certain dimension, but there's a realm of the things of, of the Spirit that God says you've got to get to hear, listen. And so and, and to Romans 8, 14, it says, or all who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. So there's a realm of the Spirit that God wants us to be healed and whole in so we can walk in it because it's like the red hot line. And then there's words that you're going to speak that are going to be now words, spiritual words that just going to just, just change the atmosphere, bring deliverance to people. Because Jesus said that in John 6, 63. He says, the words that I speak are spirit and they're life. And so when, when you're having your quiet time, God's going to give you a now word. And you say, you need, you need to go to Adam and say this to him. And then you must do it or text him. But get it to him. He needs it. You understand who Adam is? You, he needs a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How about the day of Pentecost when the, the, the guys came out and they were speaking as, uh, as Galatians, that were, uh, uh, as Galileans, they were speaking in a spiritual language. And I counted, there were 15 different tribes and nations from around the world that came to worship and they all heard the wondrous works of God. Because it's, it's, the, it's the realm of the spirit that we kind of want to avoid or don't know or don't understand. But I want to ask you to please press in and understand that there is, there is a language of the spirit that God wants us to understand. How about the lepers? Ten lepers that Jesus healed and they, he told them to go to the priest and they went to the priest uh, to just kind of to declare that they're now whole and healed and they can, uh, can join the, the mankind again and, and their company in the community. And then one came back and thanked Jesus. And he says this, Jesus asked, didn't, the, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the others? Has no one in return to give glory to God except this foreigner? He was the only Samaritan amongst them, and he came back and he gave thanks. And Jesus said this to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has, made you, made, has healed you. Your faith has healed you is one word in the Greek. It's called sozo. Sozo has been made totally whole, spirit, soul, and body. So if he had parts of his limb missing, fingertips or any ears or anything, it got totally healed. And if he was emotionally rejected or hurt or, or disregarded because of his lifestyle as a leper, he got healed and he left whole. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be whole. And that's what, that's what we got to press in and understand. Father, if there's areas in my life that are not whole, would you heal me spiritually? Would you come and make me whole so that I can be, be that? And in salvation is a package deal that is sozo. It's a package deal that we get. So when Romans 10, 13 says, so everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That word there is sozo. He is made whole, spirit, soul, and body. It's a great package deal that happens to us. And it's something that happens in the realms of the spirit that you just, are so, the, if you don't believe in the supernatural, you got to understand that when you got saved, something supernatural happened to you. Because the scripture says in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, uh, um, uh, my mind's going too fast for it. Everybody uh, it talks about how everybody's a new creature in Christ. Everybody's a new creature in Christ. I know I've written it down here somewhere, but I'm kind of jumped. But uh, I want to just let us know that today, 
And I'm going to back off a bit. Today, we've got to press forward. We've got to press forward in the things of the Spirit. We've got to press forward knowing it today. God wants us to be whole. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to go forward boldly. And even if you've got a few things that are issues in your life, don't let it back you off from, from, from giving a word of knowledge. We all don't. Switch off the lights and you'll see I don't glow in the dark. I still have issues. I still have issues, but I'm telling you, I'll get up here and I'll preach my heart out because I believe in this, the Word of God. You need to believe in what God's saying to you, God's sharing with you, God telling you, because it's, not, it's more, about, more than about you. That's why we get up in the morning. It's more, it's, it's more than, any, than just you. And God wants us to, do, to understand that. And I, just, and I just want to summarize that when Paul, Saul, was going down to Damascus and God encounters him, he goes blind for three days, he goes down, and Ananias gets sent to go and, and, and pray for him. Praying for him, and he still saw. Ananias went and found Saul, laid hands on him and said, Brother Saul, not persecutor Saul, not religious Saul, not Pharisee Saul, Brother Saul. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. This man that was so religiously head-bent and was fully persuaded that he was doing God a great favor by destroying everybody that was in the way. Believers in Jesus suddenly encounters Jesus and Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Why are you, why are you opposing me? You know what it must have done to his heart because he was, as, he was zealous for God. And suddenly his eyes are open, spiritually starting to see, man, this is what the scripture means in the content of Jesus as a savior. And he has to re-indoctrinate his life. And the scales come off his eyes and he becomes Paul, no longer Saul. And that's what some of us need. We need that encounter to take some of that religious stuff off us so we can get onto our, into our running shoes and start running for God in every area. Amen? And that's how I feel that we need to do today. I had those spiritual eyes happen to me in 1976 when I went. As, a, as, a, as, a, as my final year in school, I had to take some reprobates to church because none of us, I was assigned the group that didn't go to church. So I had to take the guys to church and we went to this assemblies in this um, the elementary school, and I heard the gospel for the very first time. And I responded and I said yes to Jesus. They made such a hoopla of it. I think I was the only person that ever got saved that year in that group because they made such a hoopla of it. <laughs> Embarrassed the heck out of me and pulled me up to the front and all that stuff. My eyes opened. Spiritual eyes opened. So church, I'm just ask, asking us, just can you lean forward and ask God to open our spiritual eyes? Give me, give me hear, ears to hear. Don't let me be lame and just slack. Let me get up and start walking for the kingdom. Let's, let's get up and go. And the last point I want to have, and I've asked some people to help me in the last thought, that, that God is healing today. Don't let the lies that have been, that, that have been sown, that, 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 that all ended with the apostles, and it stopped there, and God's not doing it. Well, God's still alive, and he's right on the throne, and, and he's part of the supernatural, and I just want to say that he's healing today. He's healing today, and we can't back off. Don't allow the, all the different lies and saying, well, uh, God's punishing me. 
how can God, who touches everything and turns it to good and heals everything, can take sickness and put it onto somebody? The sickness can't survive from wherever he gets it to put it on you because it'll, it, it'll die. Because God is so good. How can he do that? It's not his nature. And when you have a flat tire, it's not God trying to teach you something. Please, don't, don't, don't be that pathetic. Man, life happens. It's called a nail in the road. Simple. <laughs> and the traffic delays. And, and, and then you get sick. We live in a fallen world where man has sinned and d- disease is bred. And we are living in a world where we need to draw on the power of God so we know that He can heal us when, when medical says, no, we can't. And that's what we've got to lean on. We've got to believe in. And so I want to just, I want, I want testimonies and I've asked a couple to come and share, a couple of folk to come and share this morning. Just talking about God is healing today. God is a healer and I want our faith to be stirred up. And then I want to pray for people that are sick. Can't preach this and not live it. We're going to pray for those that, ha- that have, have emotional issues. We have relational issues. We have uh, physical issues. We're going to be praying today. And then I want you to get bold and confident and go and ask people out there, do you need prayer? And believe God. Yes, Smith Wigglesworth, 26 people raised from the dead. But he says, I prayed for thousands of corpses. 26 were raised. And we just need to keep laying hands, keep believing God. It's not your responsibility to heal anybody. It's your responsibility as a believer to lay hands on somebody and allow that transferal of the Spirit of God in you to touch that person. That's what it is. It's not our responsibility to try and do it. I can't, I can't even heal a flea. I can't do nothing like that. But I can believe my God who's supernatural, who does signs and wonders today, to do it. So anyway, Jedediah, hallelujah. And Jason, you can choose one of the many stories you want to tell us. <laughs> okay, so um, usually it's a miracle we all get here, but um, <laughs> it, yeah, you know, getting out the door is quite the challenge. Um, but it was probably about nine years ago. Um, I made a career change. I was once self-employed. Um, where the money was a little better, but we were having our second child and we needed more of a consistency and not waiting to get paid. Um, and we were doing an apartment job right up Brookhaven close by, by the hospital. And it was a different trying to get used to how the money was coming in. Um, my wife, we just had the second child and her unemployment ran out and I just remember being at the Connexes where we keep all our material and sitting there, we had some bills coming out and there was nothing there for it. Um, I just remember truly praying, um, giving it to God and actually giving it to God. And the next morning woke up and the exact amount was in the bank account. Uh, And it came from unemployment, but it came from God because it was, we were well past a month later or so, and it just happened. But um, it's when we actually hand it over and try to get out of it. I mean, I think the first five minutes of prayer were, where do I go? Where do I grab it from? And by the time I left, it just, just gave it to God. And, you know, 
we sometimes look for a miracle to be something extraordinary, but a miracle is just God stepping in and he's stepping in daily and giving us more miracles each day. We just got to be aware of them and looking for them. Amen. Amen. How much time do I have? <laughs> um, no, and actually, uh, the Lord actually just has just now changed what I was going to share um, because it's more of a now now word. I was going to share something else that was, but Sarah and I were we spent two years in South Africa, and um, about midway through the second year, we we had the only financial obligation that we had back here was my student loans from college. And uh, everything else was had been kind of taken care of, and we kind of had some working through some cash there. We had a little little bit of stipend that would come in, so we were okay on that side. And so it's it's holidays midway through the year. South Africa is a little bit different. They take it have a two week holiday usually in the schools in in July. The July is you know July times middle of winter, and so we we somebody blessed us with a, a flat that we could go to in Cape Town to just stay for the week, and we go. And we're there, and we have got what we need for that trip. And the Lord had provided everything for that, but we have this obligation of our student loans back at home. And we had about $2.32 in our bank account back here. And it was the only time, honestly, that, that the Lord spoke to me, and because I, I felt so foolish. And the Lord spoke to me and said, go ahead. And we, we were at an internet cafe. We had gone to the... The mall, and you know, back then it was like in South Africa there was there wasn't broadband internet. You go to a little internet cafe and you get the <laughs> connecting, and eventually you can get through after about five minutes, and you have to keep putting putting money into the thing to get more more time. And we get through the thing, and our bank account comes up, and there's there's two dollars and thirty two cents still in the account. And I'm like, well, how do we how are we going to pay this this bill? And I really felt the Lord said, go ahead and pay it. Go ahead and schedule the payment. And so I was like, okay, I said to Sarah, I said, well, I said, I feel like we need to just go ahead and pay it. And so we did. And so we go about our day, go have, have a little bit of fun, have dinner, go around Cape Town, beautiful place if you ever get the chance to go. Next day, go back to the internet cafe. We're like, hey, I got to check on this thing because, I mean, our account, you know, could be overdrawn. And back then, I mean, there was no, like, a one-day grace period for overdraft. Go back. And to this day... There was a deposit made to our account on that day that anyone that was related to my parents and anybody in the church that we have no idea where the money came from, and the deposit was put into our account, Amen. and we were able to pay the bill. Um, and so that's it's, it's just Jedediah was just talking about financial testimony. It was such a, a such a miraculous thing. I could tell testimonies of people's legs growing, arms being you know grown lengthened. Uh, the God is still moving today and in a powerful way. And can I, can I just have one encouragement from last week? Because it related to your second point. God is healing spiritually. Last week, we, we sang that song and everybody kind of got excited. Get up out of your graves. And I, I don't know. I got up out of my grave. I, I agreed with that. And I just want to say that there was a second part in the story of Lazarus when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, where he got up out of the grave and he came out. But then Jesus told the people to unwrap the grave clothes. And so don't leave here today with getting the grave clothes unwrapped. If you got out of your grave last week, get the grave clothes, get healed spiritually, get made whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
like Jason, I was back and forth, like, which one am I going to share? And um, there were two specifically I was going to share. And I'm going to share about my granddaughter, London, because I have to reserve the one that Jerry's going to share at the anniversary. Uh, and I don't want to steal his thunder. But, um, you know, we had been persistently praying for London when she was in her mom's womb because the doctors had said that she was going to be born with heart issues. So uh, they had to have, obviously she was high-risk pregnancy, they had to have a surgeon uh, in attendance at the birth in case they had to rush her off into surgery to perform open-heart surgery. And that, that meant cutting her open from the back all the way to the front. So it was a very serious surgery that was ahead of her. So I just want to, first, before I go into that testimony, I just want to read out of Luke 18, and I'm going to read it out of the message. Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. He said there was once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. My rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day. But after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I'd better do something and see that she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. <laughs> I love that. Uh, then the master said, do you hear what that judge, corrupt as he is, is saying? So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? I assure you, he will. He will not drag his feet but how much of that kind of persistent faith will the Son of God find on the earth when he comes? So let me tell you a little bit about what she was dealing with, London. She had bi uh, a bicuspid valve. These were all medical terms that I had to ask Nikki about because I can't remember any of this. Ventricular septal defect and coarctation of the aorta. And we ended up, obviously, we were praying persistently, and others were praying because we had made it known to our friends and, and others that would pray. Well, she didn't need the surgery when she was born. She, uh, she can, she's seven, six years old, seven years old. She doesn't need surgery. They keep checking her. She has to go at least once a year back to this specialist, and they are monitoring her. And although she was born with these defects, they have not changed since birth. They haven't worsened. They, ha they just remain as they are. And Nikki says this is the best-case scenario, but there's a better case. Complete healing and restoration of her heart to where there is no hole, there is no bicuspid valve. Yeah. And, uh, and we're continuing to pray for that. We have not stopped praying for her. And, we, and I, this morning I read 10 miracles that were medically investigated and there was proven x-rays and, and, and things that you could show that this had to be God. And as I was re reading through it, the majority of the stories uh, were because they continued to pray and persist in prayer. Uh, Fred, thanks.
Okay. Um, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to share a testimony that, that uh, was personal to both uh, D and I. Um, and it was around the time that we had known that the Lord had clearly spoken to us about moving to the States. Uh, the door had opened. Um, so there's a lot that, that God was confirming and, and we were getting ready. And at that time, um, my wife had something happen to her physically that really made a lot, uh, made it challenging for her to do basic things. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard about Bell's palsy, um, where literally she lost half of her face. Like she couldn't control any nerves, anything. Like, I mean, it was actually, I've never seen it before, but it was like someone had taken a line and drawn it right down the middle of the face and you can see the muscles not working. I remember her having to put something over her eye at night because she couldn't close her eye to sleep. Um, something as basic as speech and we were part of the worship team. Even singing became a challenge because you can't control half of your face. You know, we had many questions at the time, like why, why now? Why right at the time when God's about to release us to go do ministry? How do you, how do you speak? How do you sing? How do you minister when you can't use half of your face? Like, you know, that's a challenge. And, you know, and it, and it got to her. It was, it was difficult to um, process that. But it's funny what Jedediah said because I so agree with it. Sometimes we can look at the quality of miracle, but there are so many quantities of miracles that God's doing. Um, and one thing that I know the Lord did um, in her life in that, in that time, like the one night I went off uh, to worship practice and, um, and just before I left, I, I could see that she was really down and battling with this. Um, you know, wh- why would the Lord allow this? Why, why now? You know, all these questions. And, and this, the thing about Bell's palsy, there's no medicine to heal it. There's no, they don't know why it happens. They don't know how to cure it. Um, some people can have it for a, a week or two. Some can have it for months. I know that her dad has had to stitch people's eyes closed because it's been that permanent. So a lot of questions and unknowns. And as I was about to go out and I could see where she was at. I just felt the Lord for me to encourage her to say like, you know, there's two things that can happen here. Either this can keep you down and it can disable you and it can take your voice away. Or the Lord can use this to make your voice more powerful. Um, And I went to worship practice and she then obviously was left with that decision. And she chose that night to put worship music on in a house. Hmm. And she, she pressed through to receive not just the physical healing, but to receive the healing in her character and what she felt was robbed from her. And when I saw the Lord do incredibly powerful things through that, and her voice was louder, even though she couldn't speak properly, it was hard for her to sing. And the Lord did. We prayed, and I think with the, at the one time we were at a Church of the Nations uh, meeting, a cluster meeting, um, and we spent time just praying. And it wasn't very long after that that she was completely healed. Um, and she started, she got all her feeling back in her face. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And um, I just want to encourage you that, you know, that sometimes a miracle is that. There's any healing that has to take place uh, before the Lord will do the next thing. But it's just as important as the external yeah. thing that we always look to. Um, there's healing in both areas. And I just want to encourage you, the Lord is working. He's never, his arm's not too short to save and he's not, he hasn't lost his power. Oh. Um, Holy Spirit is powerful enough to, to do and to change what the enemy might mean for our evil, for, for, for evil and against us, the Lord can turn it around. Amen. So, amen. amen. That's good.
I'm going to just share a quick testimony. I had boils all over my body when I, Rod and I just married. I felt like a pincushion. They had tested me. I had blood work. This went on for, what, nearly 18 months, two years. I couldn't straighten my hands. My skin would split. I had these boils all over my body. And we went to a healing crusade, and I took Rod's mom. I did not believe in healing. I did not believe in miracles. I was a born-again, spiritual believer, but that was for everybody else. I went to the front, watched this guy pray for his mom. Her leg grew. Legs were the same length. I walked back thinking, thank you, Jesus. This is for her. And the man stopped. And he said, I want you to stop. And he looked at me and he said, you have a rare blood disease. God is going to heal you right now. And I just hit the deck. When I got up, not a boil on my body. My hands were completely healed. I could straighten them. And I, I wasn't believing, I wasn't asking, but God did it. He couldn't do it in spite of. And then I have to just share one more little, te- well, it's huge. My sister-in-law had a massive um, stroke at the age of 44. She was never to walk again, speak, hear. Julianne, part of her brain that does all of that is gone. It's non-existent. They take a brain, brain scan every year and it is black. They take her scan to the medical students in Australia and go, what condition is this person? And they go, blind, cannot walk, cannot hear. And in walks Julianne. She can talk, she can speak, she can walk, nothing wrong with her. Totally defies what the doctors still to this day see. God can do it. Amen. I know there's multiple testimonies in this room about God's healing power and God's touch in our lives. And, and uh, we may draw some more of it for our anniversary when we, we get together uh, on the first weekend of, of March and draw from it because it keeps us encouraged. It puts wind under our wings and we can, we can um, just believe God and lean forward into it. And, and my mom, who had polio from the age of 11, always had this little skinny leg and she had... I don't know, 13 pregnancies, gave birth to nine of us critters. And, uh, and we'd always hear her coming, dung, shk, dung, shk. She's dragging her leg. And then suddenly at 55, she comes walking out of that, of that church, totally healed. Totally healed. Valerie took her up and got two for the price of one. My daughter, my gosh. Uh, I've got nephews that were bitten by snakes that should have died in the, in the country of, of Zimbabwe, healed. My niece had an- anorexia, she couldn't, and she was dying, and nobody could pull her back. She was, and God touched her. There is, I, I am fully persuaded that God is healing today, and I don't want us to leave this room unless you get an opportunity to get prayed for. So if those that are want, want to get prayed for, Maria, if you could just come and just join me here. Um, we may have to scoot the chairs forward, but I just want you to come face the stage. Put your feet up as close to the stage so we can get to you, and uh, we're going to pray for you. Because today, God wants to wa- watch over his word to perform it, and he wants to know that you, can, you, you, you healed spirit, soul, and body. He's going to do a sozo on you. That sounds a real hectic thing to do, but he's going to sozo you. 
And there's areas in your life that you don't know that He's going to touch and heal and adjust and bring right today. Not tomorrow, today. We're not going to live with this nonsense one more time. He loves us. He wants us whole. He wants us to be those that carry a good testimony out into the workplace, into the highways, into the byways. He wants you to tell people that He's a healing God today, that He's a loving God today, that He's a saving God today. And so I, I, I want that boldness too. So as, um, as we all stand here, I just want to ask, before you stand, let me just ask this. Sorry, I'm just running 60,000 miles with the Holy Spirit here in my mind. Those that just need to, a, 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 a fresh quickening of the Holy Ghost and saying, man, I just kind of lack boldness. I'm just kind of, I, don't, I, I, just need, I just need Holy Spirit to help me be the full person that Christ has called me to be. Just stand where you are because the Holy Spirit wants to touch you right now. Just stand where you are. That scripture I quoted, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies. And so I want you to be quickened. I want you to be stirred. I want you to be excited. When you wake up in the morning, when your feet hit the ground, Holy Ghost purpose is in your veins. Holy Ghost fire is in your veins. You just can't keep you down because you're excited. And that's what Holy Spirit can do and will do as you, as you reach out to Him today. So, Father, thank you. I stand in the line with my hands raised saying, Father, we thank you for your quickening power. We thank you that you saturate us with your goodness and your grace. We thank you that we would, we would be the vessels through which divine favor flows, touching those that are around us, Lord. That, Father, we would be the carriers of joy. We'd be the carriers of hope. That we, be, Father, be the carriers of your grace. Father, we thank you that you are the one that quickens us, stirs us, awakens us. And, Father, brings us to that wholeness, that sozo, Father. We thank you for that. And we bless you for that. And, Father, for those that have not responded to you and said yes to you, Father, I pray for them. And I just want you to pray in your heart. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God and you died on the cross for me. I give my life to you today. I invite you into my life. Would you come and sozo me? Would you save me, Lord? Spirit, soul, and body. And make me whole. And I call you my Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that, please get to talk to me. Please come and say something to me. Because I just want to just let you know that you've just stepped into a world where God is all over you and wants to love you and hug you and lead you into your call and destiny.